0: So, uh, I was coming into the 9.30 uh, service this morning, and one of our ushers greeted me by saying, the Steelers are going down tomorrow night. <laughs> That's the kind of church this is. <laughs> uh, that usher will be at the dunk tank if you want to go out uh, afterwards. Uh, And I won't belabor the point, but it's been a long time since Washington beat Pittsburgh, so just leave it right there. So bar the doors, ushers. Uh, Now comes the sermon. I don't know why I remember this uh, so well after all these decades, but uh, I recall still to this day a moment when I was just a little kid and uh, we visited my grandparents' church and uh, there in front of Old St. John's was one of those uh, signs, you know, with the changeable letter boards uh, that you see. And the message on the sign that day that uh, for some reason just got engraved in my mind and that I like to mention from time to time said, and I quote, two-thirds of God is go. Get it? G.O." The two-thirds of God is go, which isn't brilliant theology, but uh, it does bring me to uh, the second third in a series of three messages on the God of our tomorrows. And on the second of two things uh, that I want to talk about that I believe are absolutely vital to our ability to go forward into whatever future God has for us, either as individual Christians or as a community of faith together. And the first, in case you weren't here last week or may have forgotten, is reconciliation. Because like I said, where there is no reconciliation, there is no future. There is no going forward. And the second that I want to talk about today is replication. And and what it actually means for you and me and for us as a church together to reproduce the blessings of God in the world that we live in. To set off this chain reaction of grace in places and circumstances and in the lives of people who you know, really don't know about the difference that Jesus can make in all of their tomorrows. And because we have this saying uh, in the church that we are always one generation away from death if we don't keep going, and reproducing and replicating the blessings of God in the spirit of Psalm 145, uh, which said, I will praise your name from one generation to the next. And that brings me to the passage that you just heard, Pastor Miller read from uh, Matthew chapter 28 and what has come to be known as the Lord's Great Commission, or as I like to pronounce it, the Great Co-Mission because it was in those words that the risen Christ brings to a close his earthly ministry by gathering with just 11 people on top of a Galilean mountain where he passes the baton. And he makes his mission their mission when God says, go, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, And teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. The the word for go in the original manuscripts has been variously translated over the years with phrases like as you go, or in your going, or while you go, or go therefore. But it all has to do with going to new places, people, circumstances, and hearts. And showering them with the grace of God and telling them the story of Christ so that they can find their place in that story and then find God in all of their tomorrows. And, and the word for nations in that passage, which I've uh, pointed out before, is the Greek word ethne. Where we get the word ethnic or ethnic groups. So that when Jesus gives his 11 followers this great co-mission... Even in his last days with them, he is broadening their vision, and he's telling them you know, that their mission from that day forward wasn't just about you know, Jews who were waiting for the Messiah or people up in the Galilee where all this got started for them. That this mission was about reaching people of every race, every culture, every ethnicity, every nation, every circumstance in this life. It was a tall order. And so when he says go, he's really talking about the ultimate road trip. And because they went and they reproduced the blessings of God, they replicated the ministry of Jesus because you know, they bet their lives on this spiritual passion that was filling up their hearts because they crossed all those boundaries in the name of the one in whom all of those boundaries fall. Because they planted Churches in one place after another. What resulted from that day on the mountaintop was a chain reaction of grace that has continued for 2,000 years all around this world, and it continues today into the places and the lives of people who hear that they're forgiven, that they're redeemed, and saved, and loved in the blood of the Lamb. Now, uh, I first uh, met uh, Bill Reedy. Uh, almost twenty years ago, when he was still in seminary, and uh, he was actually uh, serving his vicarage or internship here in the Silver Spring uh, area, uh, Bill Reedy now is uh, back at the seminary, and he is now serving as its director of recruitment, which you know is absolutely perfect if you know this guy. In fact, uh, he was back at St. Andrew not that uh, long ago, uh, meeting with prospective students, and I got to spend some time talking with him, visiting with him and catching up uh, here at the church. But 15 years ago uh, today, Bill Reedy was actually serving as the pastor of St. Matthew's Church in Queens, New York City. And when he learned of the attack on the World Trade Center, he did something that a lot of people did not do. This guy who grew up in some very small town in Michigan grabbed a bottle of anointing oil, put it in his pocket, and he got in his 1995 Chevy Corsica, and he started driving west on uh, the Long Island Expressway, bound for Lower Manhattan. When traffic stopped and he could go no further, he got off the road, parked his car, and then he got back up on the expressway wearing his collar, his yoke of the pastoral office, and he started hitchhiking. He got picked up by an FBI agent who took him all the way into lower Manhattan and dropped him off about five blocks from ground zero. And there he started to go from place to place, from one street to another, from one person to another. And that day, Bill Reedy spent the next 12 hours consoling people, praying with people, Reciting scripture to people. Blessing them. Hearing confessions throughout the course of that day. Because he went and people saw him wearing the uniform of ministry, they started going up to him. They started lining up so that he could anoint many of those first responders, with oil in the shape of a cross that glistened in that Tuesday morning sun. He said the words over and over again, may God's holy angels be with you as you serve him today, and then he would watch them turn around and go. When thousands of people were struggling to get out of that city, Bill Reedy was going in He was going in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit to remind people from one place to another to another that their future, come what may, will be with God while they were walking through literally the valley of the shadow of death on a day that those who live through it will never, ever forget. But one of the lessons that Bill Reedy learned uh, from that experience 15 years ago today was something very simple that he said in his own words. And it is this. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. You just have to go. And be the presence of God over and over again, wherever it's needed. Well, I obviously hope and pray that... uh, My friend Bill will never have to uh, respond to a situation like that ever again. Uh, But what happened to him on that day does raise a question in my own mind. And the question for me and for you today is, where am I willing to go? And how far is my church willing to go to replicate the blessings of God from one place to another, from one heart, one relationship, one person to another, because you just never know how doing that might change someone's world always and forever, especially, you know, when the mountains are falling into the heart of the sea, maybe not like it happened exactly that way on September 11, 2001, but in a way that other people might think of as their own individual personal ground zero. Or maybe there are other people, you know, who have never experienced anything like that. They, they weren't around. They're too young. It hasn't happened. But, you know, there is no way they are even remotely prepared for an experience, anything like that. Where am I willing to go? How far is our church willing to go to replicate the blessings of God? See, some people here only have to go as far as the bedroom across the hall where that little girl or that little boy is playing in order to hug him and sign him with the cross and say, you know, you're God's little boy. You're God's little girl. So that they know it like there's a sun in the sky, they know it. Some of you need to get in your car and only drive as far as the local coffee shop where you get to meet somebody in your life who's going through a really rough patch right now. Not because you're there to do anything fancy, not because you have all the answers, but because God's mission is your mission and you get to be the presence of God because Scripture calls us the body of Christ and says, go for it. And as I said last week, uh, eight years ago, this whole church family got going to open a whole new chapter in a whole new place in the spirit of the prophet Isaiah who called on the people of God to expand the place of your tent and do not hold back. All of which is to say that while this whole thing got going with 11 people meeting on a mountaintop with the risen Christ, it has gone on in a chain reaction of grace that has encircled the world and that today includes you and me. For the sake of people who are literally starving to spiritual death for lack of something that I frankly have grown accustomed to because I've been feeding on it all my whole life long. And that's why we make a big deal about things like Rally Day for Kids and why our theme this year happens to be red, white, and blue. Not only to honor our nation on this day of remembrance, but above all to honor the Lord of the Nations who shed his red blood for our salvation, who washes us in that beautiful water of baptism, who gives us the white robe of righteousness, redeemed, made clean by the blood of the Lamb. That's why there's a group of middle schoolers out on a confirmation retreat, on their way home as I speak. That's why we install teachers. That's why we operate a Christian preschool. That's why there's another baptism today. Because we've been called to keep going. To replicate the blessings of Christ in every way we can and to be part of this chain reaction of grace that includes many who have come before us and by God's grace, many more who will come after us. I shared with you recently, and we've prayed about it, that I uh, last month attended the ordination of a young man uh, who I've known since, you know, he was a little kid in uh, the congregation that I served before. Uh, coming to St. Andrew in a sanctuary uh, that happened to be built while I was serving as its pastor. And uh, at that service, uh, there was a guy by the name of Gary Reader, and Gary Reader uh, was the first full-time pastor of that uh, same uh, congregation, and actually two before me. And uh, after the service, you know, I had this guy on one side of me who was, you know, long before me, you know, I had this, you know, brand new kid pastor on the other side of me, you know, coming in long after me. There was another person in the conversation, and you know, Gary Reeder was standing there. We were swapping stories about our years of service there. And he started looking around the room and he, he said, Well, you know, I had nothing to do with this. And I looked at him and I said, Oh, yes, you did. You are part of the chain reaction that got us to this and that has gone on after this long after you and I got going to another part of the mission field. You know, as you think about what it means for you to live the life of Christ, you know, in your vocation, whatever it is you do, I want to invite you to spend some time pondering the question. Where might you go? What new place, setting, room, restaurant, coffee shop? What relationship might you go to to make an entrance to bring the presence of Christ and to replicate his blessing in the life of someone even when the mountains and their life are falling into the heart of the sea, because you just never know, you know, when somebody can have their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life because of you. Or maybe you can just think about how you might be part of this chain reaction, where the blessing ultimately comes through somebody who comes, you know, long after you. I mean, who knows? I also ask you today to spend some time praying that God would lead us together in the way that he would have us go as a whole church full of sisters and brothers in Christ who have been baptized for moments like 9-11 and like this 9-11 and like all the tomorrows that he has in store for us, whatever they might include, remembering the promise that Jesus made at the very end of this great commission when he looked at those 11 individuals and said, Remember, as you go, I'm going to be with you. Wherever you go, I will be with you to the end of this age. So that by his grace and through his presence, our future as a community of faith can be like dropping a huge boulder into a placid lake so that this world will see the waves of God's love moving out and going on and on for the hope of the world. So, hey, I give thanks, you know, for the grandparents on whose church I read a sign who raised their daughter in their faith, who turned around and raised her son in her faith. I give thanks to God today for the Pioneers and founders of this congregation, most of whom I never even met. But they got going out of their comfort zone. And to them, I owe some of the most precious relationships and most important spiritual moments of my whole life. You know, to the Bill Reedies and the Gary Readers of this world, who took their turn in their generation to replicate the blessings of God wherever it is uh, that they went And finally, to you, who got up and came here today to celebrate the good news that love is stronger than death when it's in Christ. To see us proclaiming the goodness of God from one generation to the next, passing the baton, being part of this chain reaction that we pray will go on and on by the grace of God and remembering, trusting, and believing the absolute truth that whoever you are and wherever you go, you're God's girl. And you're God's boy. And that will never, ever change. Let's go, church. And let's keep going. For the glory of God, for the hope of the world. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.